Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, store, bumper, clear the AT. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, a spotter of the 22 Cup car, the 22 Xfinity car this week, and the 25 truck. Uh, joining me is my normal co-host, Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, and Myatt Snyder. Got to say a big thanks to One Main Financial, Lending Done Human, for sponsoring our podcast today. And we have a yes, big new, time. Yeah, we went way above and beyond. We've outpunted our coverage. It's big. Again. Our new co-host is... Hey guys, I'm Casey Hames. I work in marketing for within the NASCAR Xfinity Series, so I get to hang out with these guys each weekend at the track. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You are our first pick to do what you're doing, so don't screw this up. I feel so honored. If I suck, just let me know, and well, you guys are out of luck. We only have one rule. You can't suck. (laughs) Right, TJ? Yeah, I mean, you have to be awesome. Yeah. Well, then I'll take it. Yeah. You, you just have to be awesome. That's the bottom line. So, so Casey got engaged. Yeah, the uh, big offseason. Oh, really off I did. I did. I didn't think it was going to happen. To you be didn't? completely honest. No. No? <laughs> no, not a clue. I thought that it was going to be like another year, or at least I kept telling Chad that. Where'd you go to get engaged? Um. Well, I was supposed to get engaged. I got engaged on the Lake Cornelius, Lake okay. Norman area. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually late to my engagement because of a, a meeting that I had, so Chad will never let me forget that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said we were going to dinner for his dad's birthday. The whole time, I was like, this is my last off weekend. Like, you better make the most of it. I was such a brat. I honestly can't believe I did that. I can't, and then, imagine, uh, <laughs> a woman, I can't imagine a woman doing that. Yeah, being sounds a, weird. Being, nah, I feel like that's how it always goes, though. Like, you have to be a brat, and then yeah. they make up for it, and then you feel bad. So how did he do it? Like, was it just handed to you? Did he put it on the end of a hook or something? <laughs> if he did <clears> that, <throat> I don't know if I would have said yes. Why? No, I'm it's just creative. Um, so he actually said we were going to dinner. He told me that he left his parents left their phone at home on the lake. So... Went out to his parents' house. He was complaining the whole time about having to backtrack, you know, all the good stuff. And then I'm complaining about it being my last off weekend and that he better make it fun for me, you know. Um, Says he'll be right back, gets out of the car, goes outside to, like, get the phone. And I can't believe I believe this, but he told me that he calls me and tells me, hey, you know, like, the guy's house next door, they just knocked down half the house. 
I don't know why I decided to like take believe it and go, but yeah. uh, walked out in the back. I was like, oh, okay, weird. Walked out in the back, and then there were rose petal petals and like so did, did, all the good so stuff. So did he cry? I don't think I should say that. Honestly. I'm asking you. That you <laughs> know. No, well, that's not how this show works. Pretty sure we know the answer to that now. <laughs> Did he cry? He did. He started tearing up when he got down on one knee. <laughs> and then I started tearing up. Here's this tough race car driver guy. Yeah, this poor kid. How many people were there? So he hired a <clears throat> photographer off to the side, which oh. I did not realize. Mm. I didn't guy, really try. This guy's on it. I know. Yeah. And then he actually flew my entire family <clears throat> in. And they were sitting he on did? the balcony. This like, guy's making us look like an DJ? I have he flew what? your whole family? Oh, he did. Like my sister from California and wow. my parents from Florida. What if she said no? <laughs> I'm just saying. He almost like, like it was almost like you couldn't say no at that point. That's what I'm saying. So you couldn't that was say like, no. This no. is a brilliant idea, this guy. He put a girl in a situation where this she could not say no. Big pressure. I will admit he did He did well. I'll, t I'll give him that. And now it's up to me to plan the wedding. He set a really high standard for the rest of this marriage, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh how did you guys do it? God, I'm not telling uh, you. <laughs> over a ham sandwich. <laughs> Mine that's, that's serious. <laughs> Think about how sweet and romantic yours was. Mine was nothing like that. God. Yeah. That's well, big. Did you cry? <laughs> did you like start crying? I mean, I did. I started tearing up, and then when my parents came down, I started crying even more. And then the photographer's like, "Oh, let's just take a ton of pictures." And I was like, "Well." I have no clue. So, right. Jason, <laughs> hey, when you go to get engaged, you got to fly the family in. Right. You got to get a photographer. All right, I'll write it down. He hasn't even been to a strip club, bro. He's nowhere near engagement. I got a little time. No, but I that might lead thing, to engagement. <laughs> the big thing is that when you take her ring shopping, make sure you really make it look like you are going nowhere near like a thousand dollars on this ring. All right, so or that's the trick. Cause just don't take her ring shopping. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't ever do. Because they're gonna look over here and be like, "Oh, these are great." She'd be like, "Yeah, over here." You're like, "Uh, whoa, yeah, yeah, all right." Good to just know. don't get married. You're no. <laughs> <laughs> just don't get engaged. Just don't get married. <laughs> Forget it. It's overrated. Man. Look, rubber ring, cheap. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I told Chad, I was like, you can propose with a ring pop and I'll be good. I'm so glad he didn't do that because I was kind of worried there for a second. Yeah. I would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done it. At least start with it. Yeah. Uh, uh, sounds like to me. Bing. <laughs> sounds like to me he's set a really high bar. Yeah, good luck for everybody else God, at this point. Uh, yeah. Uh yeah okay. Jason so. turned twenty over the weekend. Yep. Yeah, big big a big party. Yeah, did you get those Gamecock pants for your birthday? You got no, them? I did see. Oh, they are kind of Gamecock right. I did go to a yeah. store down in Myrtle Beach, and all they had is Clemson, South Carolina stuff. Yeah. yeah. So for your birthday, you went to Myrtle Beach. Was good. Yeah. He went to Myrtle Beach for his birthday. Yeah, had correct. a good dinner and was in yeah. bed by eight thirty. Yeah. And the truck race was on, so it was like ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, next how, year. How was Disney? What'd you ride? What was your best ride? Ride you uh, Disney is chaotic. Did you, you ride know? Avatar? <clears throat> yes. Oh no, uh, wife and kid did. They rode the Banshee one. Oh yeah. Or they rode the River yeah, one. Yeah, dude, I own a Banshee. Yeah. Like one of the, it sits on your shoulder. The pterodactyl thing. What? Yeah, I don't know. It looks around and yeah, you hit these little buttons and it's like, Barr. yeah, and it does stuff. Yeah, it sits on a shoulder. It's weird. I don't know what it is. <laughs> so they come out of there and it's like, I gotta you, have this. Have you seen the movie Avatar where the blue people run around? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They are the blue people. Yeah, alien looking things. So whatever they are, like you literally, I wrote it a few times. The first time you ride it, you're overwhelmed with the way it makes your brain and your body feel because you're on this little seat and you're really not moving a lot, but you think you're flying. The next time you ride it, you're like, okay, I, I'm a character in the movie for four and a half minutes is what it feels like. 
So you had like the blue outfit on and you were all set? No. You're looking at this crazy screen <laughs> with 3D, 4D, 6D, whatever Ds. It's like a little Ds. motorcycle thing you're sitting on kind of, right? It's like yeah. a little, yeah. <laughs> Something. Anyway, you're going forward. You're flying through this jungle. I've heard it compared to Soren. It is. Yeah. Like where you, oh, there's I just like a huge, th- yeah, it's like yeah. a huge round screen in front of you and you like push up in the air and you're like yeah. moving around and stuff. Yeah. They were gone for 45 minutes, and the six-month-old screamed the whole time. So, yeah. You were left with a treat. <laughs> I was left with a screaming child. It was all, And I looked there, and she looked at me, and she's like, you're not putting me to sleep. You're done. It's funny because everybody's like the happiest place on earth, and you sit on a bench, and you look at all these people, and they look like they're just absolutely miserable. Yeah. They spend $150 to come stand in three-hour line. That, uh, but yeah. they all have the mouse ears on. I mean, honestly, what is better, people watching at Disney or at the racetrack? Racetrack. Racetrack. Because everybody <laughs> at Disney looks miserable. Yeah. Everybody, like, at Disney's, Yeah, I mean, to an extent. Most time, Disney, you go in there, and it's like, all these tough guys show up. Yeah, I'm not wearing Look at that. That guy in that goofy shirt. I'm never going to wear it. Like, two days later, you have one on. The you only have the matching outfits on, right? I'm going to tell you what. I don't match outfits. No, I the do not. The FBI and the CIA, if they want to be able to cure domestic violence, all they got to do is put satellites on Disney and watch because I've seen couples almost come to blows. Kids get <laughs> snatched up by their ears. Like, all they got to do is watch there and then follow them home and go arrest them. That's the people that, that are acting crazy. That was my Disney shirt. I mean, I that's okay. Bother. That's reasonable. <laughs> So Elliot and Elliot and the kids did uh, all four parks in one day. I don't even know how you would do that at Disney. You look miserable. That's how you do it. Can you imagine? No, I wouldn't. I didn't want to. I, no, wouldn't even go. <laughs> no, I wouldn't no, even go. It was Wyatt's birthday, and he's like, "I want to do no. four parks in one day." I'm like, "I want to go to the racetrack." I'm we did like work. a. We did a couple. Well, you go like we would get up at leave at like seven thirty in the morning, come back at. Well, we were back by like twelve or one half the time. Then right. you then you'd be at the cat we stayed in the cabin. So we stayed there for, you know, a few hours and we would Is go that out. wilderness? We stayed at a four yeah, yeah. A wilderness deal. Yeah. And uh one day um well, this got cabin's up, cool. Yeah. We went fishing. We there's a little dock there too. We went out there and got on a little uh bass boat thing and went fishing for a couple hours too. Yeah, there's a lot to do in there. Yeah. Ride no. horses. Yeah, my wife does you ride a, a horse? No, I'm not riding a horse. Um my wife uh does travel stuff for Disney. So we she has a we're I'm lucky because you get to stay free. Well, no, we have a set plan. Like, she knows, like, hey, we're going to be here. We got fast, faster for this. She has it all. I go, and it's like, hey, we're going to ride this ride, and we don't. Right. If you plan it out, you don't have to wait. Yeah. So, it's always good to have a plan. If you go there with no plan, miserable. Miserable. So, how about the, you know how long the wait was for that Avatar ride? Three hours. It's 240 minutes on the sign. And why, I was sitting there. Why would you do that? Like, why would you sit in that line? I don't know. For a four-minute ride. I, mean, I held a screaming child for 45 minutes. And I'm not waiting in line four hours <laughs> to it meet was, Michael Jackson. Like, I'm not, not I'm not doing anything for four hours in line. I find that hard to believe. You would wait three hours to meet Michael Jackson. Yeah, I don't, I I don't know. I might would. I know you. <laughs> I can't. You would. But I can't. But, but if you, you could, you would. Maybe if yeah, take some. Maybe I would. Maybe <laughs> Janet. <laughs> take some out her own. Yeah. <laughs> Why, why did Denny make this comment off, even if it's off the cut? Like, so Denny makes this comment about 70% of drivers are taking Adderall. Denny gets ridiculed. He gets called to the trailer by NASCAR. Then he basically retracts it and said, hey, I was joking. Why would you even joke about a comment like that? What's the gain of that, TJ? You know, I don't know. I, I don't – I don't. sometimes some of these drivers tend to say some things that – they come back on, and I think this is one that's just kind of bit him a little bit. And um, 
I think, you know, there probably are some that, that have a prescription for it or whatever. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's, it's common. I mean, I have a little <clears> bit of ADD. But it's pretty common. Yeah. It's not I mean, nothing. Not a lot. But. Something that's, it's not something that's uncommon, but um, I just think this is one of them comments where it's just better. Yeah, I don't even know why you would make it. I think he's trying to be funny, and he just missed. He overstated. Well, that could obviously. be the. That could be the. I mean, we all we, exaggerate. I mean, we've heard of a driver getting kicked out for taking Adderall. We don't know that for a fact. Yeah. But the inner industry gossip was a driver got kicked out. A cup driver suspended you, was suspended indefinitely. He eventually came back. Races now, and it was suspected that it was Adderall. So had to go this through is the a, whole program too. If, if you don't have a prescription for this, it's a big allegation, and it, can, it could potentially give you an edge because it helps you focus. Right, maybe we need it. I don't maybe seventy percent yeah. of spotters need to take it because I saw some people make some dumbass moves for the weekend. Maybe they need to take that. I have. Se- I did see some uh, some risky decision making. Extremely risky. Well, Casey, welcome to the show. Thanks. You now have to quarterback the circus. I mean, the yep. only advice I was given is if you can handle Brett, you're okay. So I guess that's a good. I'm time. easy. I'm <laughs> a lover. I'm a lover, not a fighter. It's <laughs> true. I said to watch out for Brett. Honestly, the first time you called me yeah. and asked me to uh, if I'd be interested, I was like, "Okay, so does Brett have any like anything on me that he can bring up during the show?" Yes. And then when I couldn't think of anything <laughs> at the time, I was like, "All right, I, I could do this I for I now. This, this, yeah. this will probably change real quick." But yeah. well, we already have something. Hey, the first you, thing I your asked engagement her, should be like a TV show. <laughs> the first thing I asked her, I said, "Hey, have you ever listened to the show?" And she says, "Of course." I'm like. Pfft. Done. I forgot. One of the millions. Yeah. One of the millions. Everybody's listened. You have to. All right, guys. Are we headed to spot on, spot off? Let's do it. Number three car wins the 500 again. 20 years later. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, man. Uh, There's only three car numbers, in my opinion, that are iconic in our sport. And I think those are the three, the 21, and the 43. So for the three to be able to win – is a big deal. I just don't want it to be a bigger deal than the fact that it was Austin Dillon driving it because let's be honest with each other. The three is iconic, but it's been irrelevant for 20 years as well. They made the announcement. I think he won a fuel mileage race last year at Charlotte or whatever he pulled off there, but he's not been a contender week in and week out to make that number sustain whatever level of love we all had for it. Just like the 21 went through a lull after Morgan Shepard got in it, and the 43 went into a lull after John Andretti got in it. Like, it's hard to keep that number elite all the time. So uh, I think it's awesome spot on that the car won. It's crazy that it was 20 years to the date. I saw saw another statistic that, you know, Harvick won however many years it was when this date fell again, and, and obviously with Austin's team now and car now. But, man, I think it's great for the sport. Yeah, I don't think um, Daytona, Daytona, and Daytona and the three car are just hooked. Yeah. You know, they are. They are. Um, when you think of that place, you think of the three. I mean, that that's why it's to me. That's why it's so special there. It's kind of cool that the dates kind of line up like that. But uh, the three winning at Daytona, that's the place where when it won, he went down pit road and everybody was out there. I mean, that's something that you don't see. There's only two times that I can. I, there's only one time that I've seen it personally, which was last year. Um, you know, when Dell Jr. went down pit road, it was kind of cool to see all the guys come out and do that. But, right, right. You know, the three is just linked to that place, and it's special when it wins there. Yeah. yeah I mean, Dell Jr. driving a three Wrangler car, you know. Yeah, and deal. then it's, even – It's um, nostalgic to see it happen. It is, it, and it's good. It's good. I think it sits well with a lot of people just because it's a three car, and the, there's a lot of Dell Sr. fans out there. Um, yeah, yeah. 
which is awesome, and it sits really well with them, which I and I think it's cool. I, one thing I think is cool is uh, I saw Bubba stopped at DEI and took a picture in front I of it. That was cool. I thought that was really thoughtful and cool. So yeah, yeah I, cool. I, I'm spot on. Pretty pretty cool. Another Daytona 500 though, where the winner wins the race and almost comes out of nowhere. Not a guy who led laps prior to that. Not a, not a guy who we saw up front a lot throughout <clears> the day. I mean, I think Blaney led over a hundred laps of the race. He's the guy that yeah. you're looking to be able to win. Kurt Busch is up there. You guys were up there. The two is up there. It's hard to believe that. You know, it, it's almost—it's not a Cinderella story because we know the three is is a big deal at Daytona. Obviously, Richard Childress racing a big deal at Daytona, but kind of driver-wise, he 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 was right place, right time, right? He was right place, right time. He got, um, you know, coming off turn two, he was two by two, got the right push from behind with Bubba, um, with Bubba, and and had a, had a chance to make a move, kind of got blocked and wasn't having it. Yeah. So you know, everything kind of lined up right for him. Uh, he still had to. He still had to make something happen there, whether he got beside Eric or whether he hit him or whatever. However he's going to pass him, he still had to make something happen. Hats off to Andy Houston, spotter for Austin <clears throat> Dillon, former driver, raced in trucks, very accomplished guy there, got to the Cup Series with Cal Wells, ran pretty good. I was always a big Houston fan because of his dad. And uh, congrats to him, man. Daytona yeah. 500 winning like, spotter. It's a big deal. I like Andy a lot, too. I did yell at him a couple of days ago. Did you? Saturday. What happened? We, just, we sat there on pit road and waited for, like, Five, six minutes. There's only like 10 of us up there, so it's not really hard to get a nice, clean spot on the racetrack. Yeah. Rolls right out. We're out there on our like second lap. Here he comes. Just hop it right out in front. He's like, are you serious? So Andy screwed you, and then he, he won did. the 500. And then, yep, yeah, I guess he'll probably do it again next year. Yeah, I'll do it this week. <laughs> I do it every week. Yeah. Bubba Wallace finishes P2 in his first 500 and gets very emotional at his press conference. Spot on, spot off, TJ. You know, I'm, I'm spot on. Bubba's worked really hard to – uh, to get in this position. Um, he's probably never had as, this much media attention. This is his first time getting a lot of attention like this. And he's had a pretty successful, he's raced a really smart speed weeks. He's ran, he hasn't made any mistakes. He hasn't put himself in any trouble. I've seen him get hung in the middle one time there and get shuffled back, but he worked his way back to the front. So I, I am, uh, you know, I'm spot on for Bubba being, you know, handling, and he handles the spotlight well, in my opinion. He's, he's, um, very uh very um realistic like he's just real like you don't you don't get it's not like a, a robot up there i'd like to thank this this and this he's like you can tell it's raw emotion and he brings it out so yeah, yeah. and and uh i've gotten the no bubble a little bit over the last few years and really good dude man really happy for him so his mom comes up she hugs him tells him she loves him tell i mean realistically is is expressing about this journey is now worth it because we all know racing is a sacrifice. Yeah. sacrifice. Racing is a struggle, and you struggle more than you succeed. I mean, you're one person against 39 other people. You're competing for sponsors and good crew chiefs. I mean, we all know how hard racing can be. We live it every day. But I think it all just culminated in him melting down, and rightfully so. I mean, he came to the Cup Series, and I think Ford had a lot to do with getting him in that 43 car last year. And he ran a lot better in that car than it had been running, you know, at a lot of points during the year. Turned a lot of heads. He's at RPM. They've only sold about a third of their races this year. So not only does this put Bubba on the map as, hey, I'm here, I can run second in the Daytona 500, it also swings open a lot of doors. We all know Bubba's a niche. Danica's a niche. She's a female. He's an African-American driver. So if he can go out and be successful, this guy won four truck races in one year at KBM. He can drive. But if he can be successful on the racetrack and improve it this early in the season, this may bring in some real money for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think uh, definitely a good start 
Definitely a good start. Cool. JRM photo finish. The closest in NASCAR history. I spot on, spot off. I wanted to cry. <laughs> spot off. God. That was the hotel. So uh, close. Uh, you know, I'm I'm all for a good race, and I thought it was uh, I thought it was it was a, it was a great race to watch. I knew going into turn three that it was going to get really close. So, um, you know, I think that's a that right there made the uh, 45 green white checker attempts um, worth it to me. I agree. Um, you know, the fans deserve to see that finish, and we gave it to them. It might have taken. People can say it took. Oh, it took two hours longer. I don't care. You're there to see a race. You got to see the race, and you saw probably you saw the closest race in NASCAR history because you toughed that out. So at the fourth attempt of the green white checker, I said to myself, "Is this embarrassing or is this entertaining?" And I said, "As an industry guy, you're almost thinking, man, this is this is over the top too much. It's kind of embarrassing." Then I said, "But if I were sitting in these stands drinking a beer and watching this race, I'd be having the time of my life." So fans deserve to see games in. In however many overtimes it takes, I don't care if it's football, hockey, soccer, or foosball, ice skating, whatever, watch the game end, and that's what we're giving these people now. We took away that stupid overtime line where yeah. at Daytona, Daytona, <clears throat> we didn't even get up to full speed. We fixed that problem. This is a huge win for fans. Spot off for where I finished. Spot on for <laughs> for one hell of a race. Yeah, it's a, it was a great race. I'm yeah. glad I – I mean, I wasn't there. I left. <laughs> but um, I guess the radio guys that were covering the show basically said – it's a tie because they don't they're yeah. not looking at the monitors like the television guys yeah. are. And and so all the spotters that were wrecked out like you are that were listening on the radio on the ride back to the hotel, they were like, Man, it we we didn't know who won for a while. Yeah. On T V you I mean I, I thought Reddick had it, you could just barely see it, but man, it was close. Yeah. I was standing in Victory Lane with NASCAR and they're like, We don't know what to tell you. Like we're not sure. We're waiting on the, the yeah. official call. It was that close, which yeah. I yeah. think was so I exciting. thought uh point did zero zero zero. Did you hear Brad? Uh-uh. In the booth, he did a really. I only caught the end of it there, but he was doing a really like off of two, and he's like, he's like, this is going to be a photo finish. This is going to be a great finish. Like he knew it was coming, like which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, obviously big for JREM to 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 go one and two. Uh, also, Tyler Reddick, I mean, just got here. Went as a as a young driver, certainly not a rookie, but a young driver, and it sets him up with a lot of points for for the year, and and obviously a win. He's locked in the chase already. Winning at Daytona means a lot in, for this chase stuff. So. Yeah. Um yeah. That's it's big. also it's also cool to see where Tyler came from too, where he's worked his way up and he's one of those guys that I think he'll be one to watch, especially like the names are made here deal. Right. He is one of those guys that will make make yeah. his name here. Yeah. yeah. I mean now the pressure's on Tyler now though, because now he now he has to win at a real track. You know, not that Daytona's not a real track, but we had you know, half three quarters of the field was in an accident there. So you you know, you didn't hold you didn't have them the whole pack breathing. I mean, a Johnny Davis car was like fourth or fifth or something. Right. You know, nothing against, but there, that's like not characteristic. But um, you know, Tyler is definitely going in the right direction. It's always good to come somewhere and get a win right off the bat. Yep. So, just he can't get complacent. Yeah. I mean, one thing I'll say about you can't get William, comfortable here and be like, "Oh, I'm in." You one, have to dig every week. One thing I'm going to say about William Byron is, if he stays true to who he was to get to where he's at now, is. He works extremely hard all week long on being a good race car driver. He doesn't stop working. He's constantly watching film. He's constantly leaning on his teammates. I mean, I know Elliot was a, a pretty big mentor in his career last year, and 
that's what Tyler's got to do. He's got to work hard because Jimmy Johnson didn't get here and just have all this God-given talent. He outworked these guys physically, mentally, and he won seven championships doing it. So it, hard work pays off at, at the end of the day. I mean, Tony Stewart, extremely talented race car driver. He worked by racing a lot of races and a lot of different stuff. Jimmy worked a lot of different races in a lot of different ways, both of them extremely successful, but Jimmy probably outworked Tony outside of the car. 88 and one black flags for locking bumpers in the Xfinity Series race. Spot on, TJ, spot this, off. Man, this pissed me off. Oh, I'm sure it, <laughs> I'm sure it did. But here's why it pisses me <clears> off. <throat> they haven't called it in five years. Yeah, I mean, so we don't know. It's so random when they do. Like we, it's we, we don't know here. when they're going to call it. And, and I'll ask all of you to do this. Go back and watch the end of the Xfinity race. We were all the, the top six cars had three different sets of tandems with lock bumpers for over 20 seconds on that last restart. So theoretically, they could have black flagged all the whole top six, and they didn't. So we locked bumpers for three seconds, but later in the race, it's allowed to be locked bumpers for 20-plus seconds. This is a hard rule for us as spotters to say, get off his bumper, because we don't know where the time limit is, and we don't know when it's going to be called. Yeah, I, you know. You locked bumpers. I saw you during the race. <laughs> we didn't lock for, I mean, we locked for a real short period of time. I saw this yeah, happen. What's, what's, what's the period <clears throat> of time? I don't know. I, I saw this happen and was, I mean, it was right behind us. You were right behind us. Yep. So I'm like, you were right beside, I think you were behind us. Uh, we were trying to take the lead from Chase, and he just kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. I threw my binoculars. I thought we had got to his right rear because that's how tight it yeah. was. But we didn't. So when we picked him up, yes, you are connected and you're asking the driver who has the momentum, who's trying to take the lead, who's competing to get out of the throttle. Yeah, I, for some reason I thought it, I thought we were in front of you. At that you point. may have been right in front of me, or we may have we because I was just, watching it because I was counting the gap. We, made, we I, might have just went by you. Yeah, off too. You I remember close. counting it. I'm like, wow, they're hooked up up there, just keeping on them, you know. And and I saw it happen. Joy yeah. and Elliot are the masters at this. Yeah, they do it all. I mean, Talladega, I've seen them look look up for like a lap. Yeah, they're the masters at it. But I don't know when they're going to call it, when they're not going to call it, though. That's what makes me spot off about it is I don't know when it's enforced. Yeah, versus or, I mean, I mean, hey, if you get hooked for more than three seconds, you're a subset, you know, I don't know, say something. Give us something. Yeah. yeah like, give, give us we, – we need to understand – in basketball, you have a shot clock. In football, you have a play play clock. Like, we don't – we don't. We just kind of – oh, black, black flag these guys. It's hard. Should they get rid of the rule? Yes. Uh, I don't know about that. Yes, get rid of it. Because then we're just going to push all races. It's going to turn into tandem racing again. Get rid of it. I'm not a big fan of tandem racing, so. Is there a time frame, like, in the rules? No, just kind of. No, it's judgment. Not that we were told in a spotter's meeting. We were just told you can't lock bumpers. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not I'm not going to lie. That when you got didn't even do anything. No, we didn't change anything. Like we, I didn't, no, it didn't, I didn't, didn't see any big gain out of it. So no, and it was so late after they called it. Like when they called it, I was like, I'm, I don't know when they're even talking about. It was probably the length of the. It was it, probably three, the length of the back. Three quarters of the back stretch. It was probably. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was about the length of the back stretch to me. Um, so, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Talked about this earlier. Five overtimes, fifty. 7.5 extra miles and 23 extra laps on Saturday's Xfinity Series race. Yeah, spot on. It's irrelevant because of the finish, in my opinion. It could have been 100 extra miles if it worked out. Yeah, man, I'm I'm spot on, too. I think, like we said, you, you pay, you invest your time. If you're at home, watch TV, listen on radio, following on an app. Like, it was insane. Entertainment factor of 100. I watched this race 
you know, I'm spotting this race, and I'm thinking this is once again going to be the best race of Speed Week, Xfinity race. Every year at Daytona puts on a hell of a show. And then Sunday, I was worried about the Daytona 500, but, man, I thought it was pretty dang exciting, too. This was the best rules package we've had in those two series in a long time, collectively speaking. Even the ARCA race, the package they got there got quite a bit better for the for um, Daytona. Yeah. Danica's last stock car race. Man, I, I, got an, I had an idea yesterday. It was too late. You know where you can get those apps – and it'll take like a male face and a female face, and it'll face put them swap? together. Face, yeah, face, face swap. No, not or face morph. swap. Like morph. Yeah, like that so guy made it on Twitter. Just that one think time. if we could have went to the American Girl doll people and said, "Hey, let's take Danica, let's take Aaron Rodgers, let's morph their faces, let's produce an American Girl doll baby, and have <laughs> an American Girl doll sponsorship in her last Daytona 500." That would have been way better than GoDaddy. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> it's just an idea. Danica and Aaron, we could call her Darren <laughs> or him. <laughs> we could even cross some of these gender lines with this thing. I don't care. This is a marketing idea that could have made a gazillion dollars selling dolls. I have no feedback. Any other type of dolls? Is it too late for us to do this? Can we do this? What Elliot? About ourselves? No, no, no. This is about Danica and Aaron. Okay. This is about Darren <laughs> and morphing them together and, and making a baby doll and selling it. Any other type of dolls? I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a doll, people. I mean, you can still propose it. Like, by all means, can let's I, see what happens. I, I need to own the intellectual property of this before I take it to the American Girl doll people. But it's too late to run the American Girl doll car unless we do it at Indy. Indy could work. Why don't nobody use, watches Indy. Why don't we use Barbies? They're cheaper. Who watches Indy cars? Let's do Barbies. They're a lot cheaper, man. Really? Oh, American dolls are expensive. Well, Billy O's got that 3D printer. Maybe we can print some. So maybe we can. Maybe we can just bring. We them. had. We got an American doll catalog in the mail before Christmas. Can, can we put her in a door bumper clear T-shirt? Well, yeah, we could do it. Hoodie, maybe a hoodie or something. Yeah. Cut off. Yeah. Whatever. Are y'all, is anybody else on board with this? Uh, I, don't, I don't really know. When you see the price of an American doll, you're probably not going to be on board. I have that. weird dreams sometimes, <laughs> and then I wake up with these weird ideas. Got that right. <laughs> um, Danica's last stock car race, TJ. Spot on, spot off. Uh, I think she kind of did it right. She kind of had a send-off instead of just a, um, you know, just a I'm leaving, gone after this one. You know, I kind of had to build up for it a little bit. It was some news in the off season, which was good. Uh, she brought Aaron Rodgers to the track, so that was cool. <laughs> he didn't talk to the media at all, though. Yeah. Avoided that completely. Yeah. yeah. Nothing in the spotlight. I don't, uh, man, he's not there to talk to the yeah. media. No. He's not there to be Aaron Rodgers, the football player. He's there mm -hmm. to be a supporting boyfriend. Leave alone. I mean. Yeah, I, I'm, I thought it was good, though. She got to say, you know, on the big stage, biggest yeah. race. Uh, she has done a lot for the sport. So I feel like she got, you know, it didn't end the way she wanted there, but. She had a, a proper send-off there. I, I hate to see it be her last stock car race. I do, too. I, I, from a marketing perspective, a branding perspective, she's a genius. You know, unfortunately, her competition didn't live up to the other two sides of it. And when the sponsorship dried up, because the because the competitiveness wasn't there, you know, she fell off. But, man, she's done a lot for females in racing. She's brought a lot of visibility, you know, to, to that side of our, our lives and our sport, which I think we all respect and love. I'm going to miss her at the racetrack. And I just hope that, that we look at guys like Bubba, who, again, have a niche, 
and and you say, hey man, you just finished second day twenty five hundred. You got to keep competing. You can't go your whole career like Danica did and run hundreds of races and only have seven top tens. You got to be more competitive to that. Put yourself in a good situation, compete. And she admitted, I saw this week that maybe she didn't do everything she could have done to be as good as she could have been. And you know what? It's too late now. She still got a huge brand. And I hate to see her go. So, man, and she crashed mm-hmm. and burned. 35th, right? Ish. So why the why would she go run Indy? Why would you, at 30-plus years old, go run Indy at 225 miles an hour in a casket on wheels? Why not? I think she loves Indy cars. Not sure. a fan. Scares me. It kind of sums up, like, her career in general. I think it's a great way to. God. Just seems dangerous. Oh, it's definitely dangerous, but I mean, she loves it, so do it if you want. I mean, she'll probably never have an opportunity after this to do it. No, nah. a good one. So make it the best. I mean, I get it. I get the Danica double, but I mean, just as a person, I'm sitting here going, "Man, this, yeah. this seems awful." I probably don't have any interest in driving an Indy car around there. I would say if you asked all 40 drivers yesterday that were in the Daytona 500 if they would be willing to run the Indy 500, you might get five takers. Yeah, I don't even know if you get that many. Casey Kane <laughs> would do it. Kyle Larson would do it. Kyle Busch probably Kurt do Busch it. has done it. Kyle Busch would do it. Beyond them, it, I mean, it's dangerous. Those guys are a whole different level of crazy. I yeah. said that at the Chili Bowl when Casey and I were hanging out. I was like, these people are nuts. And you do not want to tell me that at Chili Bowl. <laughs> I'm like, these people are insane. You get there and you're looking at these cars, and I'm like, hey, his arm's just kind of hanging out right here. Yeah. He reach over and touch the other car and be like, hey, bud, good, good top five <laughs> hey. there. Like, that freaks me out. Those people are crazy. Exactly how I feel every time you race it. <laughs> Insane. Anyway. Let's take a break. At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. And we're back. So let's head into Fast Lane. Quick overview, I'll give TJ and Brett a topic to debate, and they'll each have 30 seconds to voice their opinion, which I've learned will clearly go over. Casey, you're doing a wonderful job, by the way, for this to be your first show. Don't you think so? Silent. No. (laughs) She's doing fine. I'm learning, guys. I'm learning. Uh, Two big ones took place in the first two stages on Sunday. Were drivers being too aggressive too early? Brett. I think so. I mean, I watched a lot of blocks that were made very late, and I also watched a lot of blocks that were made when the guys behind them had entirely too much momentum for the block to even work. Sometimes patience is extremely important, and even more so at a restricted play track. Yeah, that's the only way these wrecks really happen is when guys are over-aggressive. Um, and that's part of plate racing, too, and we have a lot. That's probably not going to go – it's not going to go away anytime soon, I think. With the youth movement we have coming, these guys aren't comfortable riding. They want to lead. They want to win. So I don't see the aggressiveness level toning down anytime soon. Yeah, there's a few things that can cause a wreck. Obviously, a driver misjudging something is, is going to – Definitely cause a wreck. But the main thing that causes wrecks at plate tracks is when the driver making the block doesn't get 
a little bit given to him from the guy that has the run on him. Because at any point in time, the guy behind you, if he has a big run at you, he can wreck you. I mean, we saw it in the duels. We saw it in the truck race. We saw it in the Xfinity race. And we saw it in the cup race. If you're too aggressive too early, you're just taking out your chance to win. The duels were run in qualifying trim on Thursday. Was this a positive or a negative change? Uh, I was all for it. I liked it. I mean, that makes uh, um, we knew going into the into the 500 weekend that we were going to go for race trim. So we probably weren't going to go there and have a great shot at the pole. But we knew we were going to handle a little bit better. And I think a lot of cars struggle with that. Right off the truck, everyone screamed by yourself. Everyone's like, "I'm loose. I'm loose by yourself." So, uh, but I'm all for locking them cars in right after that and and, uh, racing it. But I think it's better that way. The biggest positive for me was we saw two different races. I mean, we saw guys running single file in the duels and and, and guys trying to make moves. And they were, as TJ said, they were wrecking on their own. They were that loose because they were forced to to trim their car out, try to get it to go as fast as it could. Well, then when it got in the pack, it didn't handle as well. Daytona 500, I was worried it wasn't going to be exciting because of what I saw in the duels. But teams got to build downforce into their cars. And when we rocked out of there for Sunday for the 500, we put on a hell of a show. Yeah, I'm always I love impound stuff. It uh it, it keeps it's a lot less work, a lot less um swapping the car over, changing a lot of stuff. Um and I'm all for that type of And it was one less practice. Yeah, well that too. One less practice and I, I, I just like impounds. Dude, I got sunburned <clears throat> real bad on my right arm. You get sunburned. I had to wear one of those Carmela Anthony sleeves all weekend cuz I thought I was going to go to the merch room or something. Hmm. Your your nose is a little red there too. I know, Rudolph. <laughs> well, I only turn two colors, red or really white. I don't do the brown thing good. Well, yeah, you, you got the red part down. And now I'm going to itch and peel. True. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Direct quote from Steve O'Donnell on a 40 car 500 field. It's one of the best fields we've had. It's deep. In the future, would we like to see more? We probably would. But I think when you look across all sports now, the idea of sending someone home with a major sponsor doesn't happen in sports today and it's not just a reality for nascar it's a reality for all sports and motorsports in general do you agree or disagree with the statement you know i I see what he's doing with his statement but when i started in a sport 20 years ago we had 70 cars trying to make the daytona 500 we had a lot more owners that were involved in the sport and, and i think that's when we were our healthiest economically so I disagree with where he's coming from saying 40 cars is great because, I mean, let's look at the the field. We had seven or eight guys that that weren't competitive uh, from a speed perspective and a resource perspective. What are we looking at, TJ? Three, four hundred thousand dollars probably to go attempt to make this race? I'd probably say at least. Yeah. I I tend to disagree a little bit as as well here. To me, it's kind of changed. They've kind of changed the tone a little bit, uh, in my opinion. Um, Now he's... I don't know. It's I liked when there was a lot of cars. I there was you know there was probably only two or three cars that I felt like weren't very competitive in the race. I saw some cars up run hanging with the pack that you know I thought the thirty two was right fifth or sixth there for a while. Yep. Just Marks, Dimondetto. Yep. Yeah, they, and they were they were doing a heck of a job. I think my struggle with his comments is he's kind of turning his head to the fact that we need to be able to attract more sponsors. And when we attract more sponsors, we have more teams, we have more cars. But we said when this charter thing came out, we said on this show, this is now a race to being a 36-car field. We're, we're gradually doing that. We keep coming down more and more and more. And, and 40 was it for the Daytona 500. 
Who is the most surprising driver that has yet to win the 500? Oh, that's a good question. Jason, did you come up with this all on your own, or yeah. did you see somebody ask this on I'm Twitter? Impressed. No, I sent it to you <laughs> first, and then she sent it back. That was a good question. Oh, yeah. I had this one saved up for a month or so. Okay, all right. He's hmm. doing his homework. Who's the most surprising driver? Let's see here. I was trying to buy TJ time. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly <laughs> <laughs> <I'm laughs> more. 20 seconds in. <laughs> I've got to say Brad. In my opinion, it's got to be Brad. I mean, he's had, he's been close a lot. He he wins a lot of plate races, and he has yet to win the 500. It's hard to argue against that one. I mean, that guy has had – Penske's had a lot of plate success. Brad's had a lot of plate success. You know, finally went out and won a duel. Certainly was one of the favorites going to the 500. So, man, I wish I had a – I wish Elliot Sadler had won it when we were back in M&M's days. And then we led the last 19 laps, 17 laps in the 19 car. That was heartbreaking. Clint, I want to win it. I just want to win it. Damn it. It's a lot of fun to win that race. I'm sure. It's a lot I wouldn't, of fun. I wouldn't have any fun after it all. <laughs> it's a lot less fun when you win it at 3 o'clock in the morning, though. I can tell you that much. Yeah. All right. Off the wall topic. A lawyer in Germany has received hundreds of random pizza deliveries from an anonymous buyer and is pressing charges. If someone were to anonymously send you a food order a hundred times, what would you want it to be? Oh, he's pressing charges. I'm like, I'll just take it all. We're calling him the pizza stalker. (laughs) Oh, wow. Someone were to anonymously send me a food order a hundred times. What would you want somebody to send you if they're just going to keep keep nailing you with it? Food? I mean, I guess it's got to be delivery, so. Is it that difficult for you to figure that out? I like to eat, girl. Have you seen me? <laughs> it's it either, it it's either like pizza. Just, it ain't like I live on Slim Fast over here. <laughs> um, man, chicken wings. Just chicken wing me to death. I mean, how do you get mad at food? You just keep giving it away. Yeah, Who cares? just give it to people. Take it to the shelter and give Especially it to people that need to eat. Germany is pizza and beer. This guy's got it made. Just First of all, why is this guy randomly sending this guy pizza? <laughs> do you know? It's a stalking deal of some sort. I found it on the AP Oddities Twitter account. It's really weird, but it was just like a random Why are you stalker. working so hard? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll tone it down. We're we not from producer Josh. We're not used to this anything. stuff, man. Why are <laughs> no. you working so hard over there? Yeah. Josh would unlock that door five minutes after the show was supposed to start. Yeah, we'd look at Josh on his question and be like, did you really just ask that? I mean, wow. So. And he'd just throw his hands up. Yeah. I, I don't care. Wow. You get a donut. Now we got this guy researching donut for people. Your Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're researching stuff in Germany for this yeah. show. And that's actually a pretty good question. I mean, I had to think. Yeah, me too. I don't even know what I I'm just I'll give me the pizza. I don't care. Yeah. I'd eat more salads if they're a man out of pizza. Yeah. You're two-thirds of the way through the show, Casey. I mean, it's been a long one. Yeah, I, th- like I think I can handle it. We might have a few green-white checkers. You better be ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it's anything like the Xfinity Series race, we'll be here for a while. Yes. Ask DBC. Uh, producer Jason has chosen a few Ask DBC questions to ask the guys here today. At 231 Matthew asks, thoughts on all the blocking. Would you want your driver to win if you had to dump someone to do it? Was Austin's win legit? I'm perfectly fine wrecking somebody win the 500, to be honest with you, if my driver. <laughs> I don't like it when it's others, but if it's mine, fine. <laughs> um, I haven't seen the video of uh, the perfect, you know, a good replay of it yet. I saw Eric's bumper. It looks like they were both doing what they thought they had to do. I don't really, you know, maybe when I watch again, I'm going to might go back and think Eric's going to owe this guy something here for driving through him like that. I, I haven't seen it. 
But when two guys are going for the win in the 500, it's it's kind of a uh, who's gonna who's gonna do it. If this were Dale Earnhardt driving the three instead of <laughs> Austin Dillon, people wouldn't even be asking this question they, they because that was Dale Earnhardt's mo. He built his brand and legacy around being an. I'm not yeah. gonna take any <laughs> from you. I'm faster than you. Get the hell out of my way. I'm gonna win. So this guy just asked this question: Is is win legit? Dude, he's got the trophy. He's got the money. He kissed the girl. Yes, it's legit. It's the Daytona 500, and he freaking won it. Speaking of that, did he did he dump him? Yeah, he dumped him. But he's it's the Daytona 500. Yeah, and so real quick on the side here, a lot of them went and got tattoos last night. Did they? Like Tim Duggar, when he drops his pants, he'll see one on his ass. Wait, what? Shut yeah, up. Yeah, they were talking about today on Sirius. Yeah. Got a, tattoo. a bunch of them. Yeah, Duggar got a tattoo on a, on his ass. Yeah. Of a three? I don't know what he got. Well, yeah. when is he going to show it to you? And how is this going to happen? I think it was on, uh, it was either on Instagram or Snapchat or something. And, uh, oh, that's, I would have got the three. <laughs> Honestly. Um, they got a wolf pack tattoo? Uh, now uh, this is. I thought get... I thought the lot the get up with the wolf pack tattoo is where I'm, I'm a one man wolf pack, right? What? A wolf pack with a three. I'm yeah. pretty sure I'd have just done the three. Yeah, that's what I'm. But thinking. then Teresa would have had to give you permission to do the three, and if you didn't get that in writing, she would have sued you, and you would have had to have your ass skin graft. Because, God forbid, Teresa Earnhardt not make money on something that's got something to do with that. You know, you've seen that deal where Kerry Earnhardt can't use his name. Yeah. I wish we could call Duggar right now. I wish we could call Teresa. Or that. I mean, there's always that. I would just listen to you. Um, Somebody's got her number around here. Well, so the girl that got married, the Monster Energy girl, her husband, or got engaged, I think. Right? She's engaged, She's engaged. Yeah, they got engaged in Vegas. Okay, yeah. so he got a tattoo as well on his ass. I, I apparently I don't know. He's a big boy. Yeah, there it is. He's a big boy. I'm not gonna make fun of his ass, but Duggar's ass I'll make fun of. It's not on his inner thigh, is it? Uh, yeah, that's that great big dude on that. Oh, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm not putting it on my ass. No, and I'm not doing a tattoo on some other dudes. Look at that's a that's a okay. Well, so so we got Matthew. Um, <laughs> you you got your answer. I sp- we just said ass more in the last three minutes than we've ever said it on the show cumulatively. But yeah, his win's legit. Yeah, the blocking was part of the part of the plan to try to win it. And yep, I dump somebody to win it. <laughs> Any win's legit if you get an ass tattoo. <laughs> All right, I think we need to move on from this one. Uh, how, how drunk were you to decide <laughs> that you were going to do? Would it you get that? a tattoo? No. What if? Uh, but her Chad, ass- What if Chad won the five hundred? Would you get a tattoo? He just asked me if he were to ever win Chili Wolf, we could put his midget in the living room. And I agreed to that. But I will not do a tattoo or anything Well, else. let's be honest. A tattoo on her ass is going to look a lot better than a tattoo on your ass. And I'm not talking about, I mean male and female in general. Like, what guy wants a tattoo on his ass? Of a wolf pack. That's not normal. I can't imagine their wives are thrilled. I always told my mom I was going to get an M on each cheek. <laughs> you can be M&M's. Stand up and say, Mom, do a handstand and say, wow. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't ever laugh at that. She got, she got mad when I got my ears pierced. <sighs> can you do a handstand? 16. She kicked me out of the house. Can you do a handstand? Yeah. Without, I guess, a wall. We need to do this. In case you'll hold my feet. I watched Danica walk down the beach on her hands. Come on, man. <laughs> She's got tattoos. <laughs> 
<laughs> next right. question. You think Aaron Rodgers has seen him yet? Oh, okay. Next question. Anna, <laughs> Anna KJ asked, does it take a bit yes. to get back in? <laughs> oh, does it take a bit to get back in the groove after the offseason, or does it come back easily? It comes back fairly easily. I mean, you don't just forget it in a month and a half or two months or whatever. Um, it it is a. I will say, some if you don't do a, if you don't do a truck or an arca car or something, when you come out there and they're like, okay, coming to you, we're drafting. It's like, damn, everything right here, like a binocular. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, it's like straight from mile and a half, two months off, and then, hey, we're coming out in a twenty car pack. Here it comes, new package. Get ready. It's amazing so. how the first day that you're back at the track, it seemed like you hadn't been there forever. And by the third day, it's like you just left Homestead. You know, it all yeah. it all immediately runs back together. It's I mean, like going back to school. I think the hardest thing we all try to accomplish in the off season is spending as much time with our families as we can. And then, you know, once the season starts, man, you hate to say this, but it's priority one for the first two months because you're gone so much. We just – we're gone for ten days, and, and we're getting ready to hit this West Coast swing. Uh, but, it, but it, I mean, you know, it's not that hard to get back. Where you get screwed up, or I get screwed up, is they give me a week off, you know, and then you're you got a week off, and you go do fun stuff, and then it's like uh, I don't back want, to work. I don't want to go back to work. Yeah, that gets me more screwed up than the off season. No, and that's with like five million O's. Name nine asks: Did any spotters have any words with each other from Xfinity or Cup with all the wrecks? Do you ever have to be split up? I'll leave this one for Brett. <laughs> so. I've had a confrontation or two, but I didn't have any this week. So we we got a friend, and Matthew Dillner's in here with us, and uh, he's buddies with these guys. So Tab spots for who now? William. Tab spots for William Byron. Herm spots for Ricky Stenhouse, and they're buddies. They got this whole secret handshake thing they do. They clap three times. They hold a number three up in the air, and they go, woo. And I don't know. What it stems from, but I'm going to guess it's got something to do with Dale Earnhardt being from Kannapolis, right? So, at some point, we all know what point it was. Ricky Stenhouse wrecked William Byron in the duel. He wrecked him. So, Tab came down and started screaming at Herm, and I was standing beside Herm. And then Tab walked off, and I looked at Herm, and I said, Hey, man, why didn't you guys do that secret handshake thing y'all do? And Herm's like, You're being a dick. And I was like, no, not me. Um, yes, people <laughs> people do get upset up there. And we've said it before on this show that the hard part about our, our, our jobs is we can all get to each other. We're standing very close to each other. And when we think my, – my struggle is when I think the spotter did something stupid is when I get mad. If the driver did something stupid, I can't really help that. But if the spotter could have done something to prevent it or if I think he did something to make it happen, then I'm, then I'm pissed off. TJ just waits till the race is over. <laughs> Then he's oh, on the airplane not, and he starts texting. It's not always true. That one time I flipped you off. <laughs> <laughs> Brett that was looked, a new hand. Remember when Ma- Mike, Dav- Mike Davis was next to me on the roof? Brett looks up there and I'm just like. <laughs> I'm surprised this only happened once. Yeah. There's there's stuff that happens every now and then, but like 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 the qual like the when you sit on pit road and you wait your turn to roll out and then this other guy comes out there and just totally goes right in front of you. That's spotter, in my opinion. Yeah. He told him to go right then. And that's like are you serious? I mean, so you you feel like that could have been prevented? Yeah. Um, sometimes the driver takes things into his own hands. That does happen. But like he said, sometimes when you feel like, um, you know, you, situations can be prevented from the spotter, you get you get a little frustrated. You see a lot of guys that are scared, and then you you see the other guy that's glad. 
You know, like it's one of those deals. I mean, it's very rare that both both people are mad. You know, like it's just like Ricky versus Aaron Rodgers. Do you think Aaron's mad at Ricky? Nah. But Ricky may be mad at Aaron. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, same way on the roof. Like, it's very rare that you're both mad at each other. Only one's mad. Yeah. I get mad whenever I go to somebody and they, they, they respond, well, I told him. It's like, you didn't tell him. You recommended it. Yeah. You said, oh, I got one in turn four. You can, uh, and then the driver just goes. Instead yeah. of, hey, we're going to go behind the one in turn four right now. Then that tells him where you're going to go. Well, I told him. No, you, you suggested it. You didn't tell him. Yeah. So, oh, well. I'm just going to start screwing everybody over. I don't even see any other cars on the track. Tyler anymore. Green's the best at it. He just sends his guy out there in the middle he of the front he, of everybody. I did a run for McMurray. Yeah. Did you know remember? Yeah. Yeah. Should we not talk about it? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. All right. So this week we're trying something new called Call Me. And I'm going to pass it off to producer Jason to call our, uh, well, First fan. Yeah. All right. Megan Nilsson. Let's Google her. Jason slid into the DMs too, man. Yeah. Good morning. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. Hey. Hello. Hey, girl. What you doing? Hello. Hello. What How you, you doing? doing? <laughs> Not anything exciting. I wish I was. I'm sorry. So you're out of school today. I saw your we tweet. We are. Yes. Kids and I are both out of school for President's Day. So, yes. Well, we, uh, Justin, I'm sorry, our new producer, Jason. <laughs> are you Okay. <laughs> Well, Close. it's a Gamecock pants he's wearing. He's got me all messed up. <laughs> uh, he picked you to be the call me guest this week. Yay! It's very exciting. I, I think I'm the first one. Is this correct? You are the first one. You're the first yeah. woman he's ever DM'd. <laughs> That's not That's true. Amazing. It's my privilege. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you have a good question for us? I do. My question is, what Winter Olympic sport do you think you would do best in? Oh. Go ahead, Mr. Athletic. I think the <laughs> easiest is got to be curling, right? <laughs> That's the first thing I thought because of. Because that just doesn't look hard. But I love to snow ski, so I would say that, that the downhill <laughs> – what I can't do moguls because I'm too fat. You would wreck at the first <laughs> pin. And I, I I don't really want to do slalom because that's a lot of turns. But just pointing skis downhill for three miles, I got it. That's me. That's what I'd be good at. TJ, what would you do? Uh, I, I would like to try this the um, snowboarding deal. That yeah. looks, always looks fun. And when they fall, they don't really wreck hard. They just kind of slide down. What, what version of snowboarding are we talking? The ramp deal, the, the half pipe. The 18-foot high ramp. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you want to try it. It's like a big hill. You slide back down it. Okay. Casey, what would you do? You took mine. I was going to say the snowboarding. But have you guys seen the biathlon or by, by whatever it's called? It has like a gun in it. When she started saying bye, I didn't know where she was going with this. <laughs> no, uh, there's like an actual sport, and they have like a gun. It's well, interesting. Know, bye and gun. Oh, whatever. Uh, so what Either do you way, do? So what do you do? I, I don't know. I just remember a lot of people talking about it. I have not seen that. But, yeah, I, I watched a little bit of the downhill skiers, and that scares me. Dude, they're awesome. They are flying down it. And that one guy, the when they slide, they go in there and hit that fence. Then they twist all around. I don't want to do that. Megan, you're cute and skinny on your little Twitter bio. What are you doing, girl? <laughs> I am from Rockford, Illinois. We're about 90 minutes west of Chicago. Oh, nice. Mm. 
So what do you, uh, you have a busy week with school after today or? Oh, we do. Yep. Kids and I will go back to school. I'm a school counselor up in the area, high school counselor. So yeah. You're not going to believe this, but we could use some counseling down here if you want to head this way. (laughs) We always use some counseling. So uh, we have a new co-host today as well, Casey Haynes. I heard. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. She's going to need counseling after this. All right, clearly. <laughs> she can call me anytime. You have my number now. We're friends. <laughs> I, might, I might just do that. So are you, a, are you a listener of all the shows? I am, yes. Uh-huh. I'm, I was very excited that we started the season back up, so yes. What is your favorite part of the show? Hmm, what is my favorite part of the show? I don't, anything that makes me laugh, um, you know, with the news today and things today, anything that can just put a smile on my face, I'm up for. If you could see the length of Brett's shorts right now, you would probably laugh. <laughs> They're halfway up his thigh. So, yeah, um. that would be a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyway, well, thank you for your question. Uh, who's your favorite driver? Oh, um, back in the day, I was a Bill Elliott fan, so I got to go with Chase now. Um, my kids like Kevin Harvick, and we've been watching Ty Majeski, the up-and-coming driver, race, too. So. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You're watching some up-and-comers there as well. So, all right, well, thank you, uh, thank you for the question, and uh, keep listening. All right, thank you guys so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye now. And I just looked, the biathlon it combines cross-country skiing and rifle shooting, so it exists. I, I wasn't doubting that it existed, but skiing why would on, you want to do that? Skiing on flat terrain sounds hard. Well, it just sounds it interesting. Is. I feel like everybody like you have to work. Those guys shooting those guns are cool, man. Like you watch their they watch them breathe out and stop breathing to shoot, like those marksmen that do that deal. That's that cool. Impressive. Yeah. <sighs> do you shoot yeah. guns? No, actually, I don't. But you want to do an Olympic but sport? But it just that sounded cool. Like if I could be good at it, oh and then God. see. Oh my God! Women, just, women just, under can't understand why we can't understand them. It was just the thought I, of doing I it. I want to do Olympic sport where you I shoot went, a gun. I went to the gun range with Natalie, and I will admit, I was a little, a little scared to do it just because it was so loud. But I think if I could do it for the Olympics, I'd really, I'd be, I'd be pretty Did good. Did you do at sports it. growing up? Um, I danced. Okay. So maybe. What was your favorite Can you sport? Do a growing up? for us right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't. How about a backbend? Yes. You could do a backbend right now. Like e- Natalie Decker. Maybe not as good as her, but I used to be able to. When this show is over. What's Natalie Decker got to do with a backbend? Because she can. You ever seen her Instagram? Yeah. Dude? No, yeah. I can't do Instagram. I don't understand it. Hey, you can stalk. <laughs> you can stalk people. Now we know what TJ does. Do they know you're stalking? stalking? Everybody does. Damn. No, they can't track and see who you're looking at now. Can you zoom in on the pictures? Yeah. Don't really? accidentally like it, though. I don't know if I should oh, be giving him be this bad. advice. I don't understand Instagram. You don't need to. You just need one follow. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> so what is this Natalie Decker girl? She she does back bends? Oh, yeah. All the bends. Yeah. Like more than Danica? Uh... Danica does some crazy yoga poses. Yeah, I would say equal. Equal? Wow. Yeah. Natalie Decker, she's she's cute, right? Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> I love when you put TJ on the spot. His face right yeah. now. <laughs> He's like, yeah. 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 Uh, she was on the pole when Arca finished fifth. That was cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, she ran. She stayed out of trouble. That's all you have to do in that race. Half the she's time. from the Midwest. Where's she from? Who? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Is that the Midwest? Yeah. I don't understand how it's the Midwest and it's is, is South Dakota Midwest. How, how is that possible? It's north. Do we it need to get a, a map in here? And it just should, 
mid. It should be mid northwest. So <laughs> Midwest to me means it's in the middle toward the west. That's way north. We don't call Florida. I mean, Florida southeast. Northeast. It's weird. Like upstate New York isn't all the way. Like they call like Syracuse upstate, or even like even uh the Watkins Glen area. They, sometimes they like upstate New York. That's but like it is upstate compared to like really. if you're in the city, you're you know going how tall upstate. New York State is. <laughs> Where does the Midwest stop geographically? California. <laughs> I wish we could just take a, a a chainsaw and cut California off the United States and let it float out into the ocean and we, become its own country. Can we do it because right below they Sonoma? Have, first of all, they, they, they're they idiots out there. I got family that lives out there. I can say every bit of what I'm getting ready to say. <laughs> they're idiots. They're crazy. They don't think like the rest of America. They don't govern like the rest of America. They have more citizens, higher taxes, and they're broke. How is that possible? Imagine being a race team with the most sponsors of anybody and then being the shape of racing that BK Racing is in where you don't pay people that work for you. God, California's driving me nuts. I'm sorry we got off on that tangent. Let's go back to Casey who wants to shoot guns in the Olympics at button on a gun. Oh, now TJ's showing me Natalie Decker's uh, Instagram. Oh, we could do this after. Ooh, she does it on planes. Okay, <laughs> okay, we got this. All right, so we are one race down heading to Atlanta. What are you guys looking forward to most? Wow, oh look at God. this post. <laughs> you can zoom in. Yeah. That's pretty hot. Get out of my DMs. Real quick. I think Casey needs to get some pants <laughs> like that wearing on the next if, show. If anybody follows I mean, Brett on Instagram, just be aware. Yeah, follow me because I don't know how to – I don't. I got I to – TJ's got to tutor me later. Atlanta. I'm not good at it. So here's the only thing we don't want to see happen in Atlanta is okay. rain. Because if it rains, that track doesn't drive fast. But stop showing me these poses. I'm trying to concentrate. TJ, he already can't <laughs> he, focus. He is a stalker. <laughs> uh, this is she just... shouldn't post some of that. <laughs> Maybe somebody. <laughs> gosh. Whew, I'm sweating. Uh, <laughs> I would be too if I had them shorts on. Atlanta is slick. It has different seams. It has. It's like a Rockingham used to be, but on steroids. And now she's in the ocean over here, <laughs> dude. Why does she put this out there for everybody to see? I'm so sorry, guys. All right, do I need to take your phone away? <laughs> that is a full split in the water. Can you do a full split? Still? No, no, but no. you can no, catch me like not. Patrick Swayze if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You can do the Swan. Now I. Yep. <laughs> Time of my life, I never felt this way before. Nobody puts TJ in a corner. Yes, I swear. <laughs> what a great movie! Oh my god, I love that movie. That is one of my favorite movies of all time. Swear to God, it is a chick, good movie. Chick flicks that and Fifty First Dates. Man, like day twenty five when she wakes up, she don't know who the hell he is. I just start crying because I'm like, it's, I mean, Chad Boat can be that guy. It sounds like. Based on his marriage proposal. Like, yeah, I think, he's pretty. I think if you forgot who he was, that he would do that for he you. He can pull out some romance. When, well, let me tell you, that proposal yeah. was impressive. Yeah, I agree. It's ridiculous. Anyway, TJ, it. what do you think about Atlanta? Y'all, I've missed my opportunity to speak Hang about out. it. Hold up. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> do I need love the Atlanta. buzzer back on this one? <laughs> love Atlanta. Loved it even more when they said they weren't going to repave it last year. Yes. That was the best, uh, one of the best things I've seen in the news, racing news, in a long time. Agree. It's uh, old, slick, wore out, and these drivers have their hands full, which I love to see. So it'd be fun to watch. Can't wait. Yeah, it's, it's what you want a mile and a half to be. It's exactly. What, it's got some bumps. It's got some character. It, it wears out. You know that after two laps, you can be sideways off of turn four. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> these guys, 
I mean, it, they have their hands full. Our best two racing surfaces that we go to all year are Atlanta and Fontana. If you live within 200 miles of those places and you're listening, go. Unless they're causing yeah. rain, then stay home. They um one thing about these a lot of these racetracks is they're just they're not racing the racetrack a lot. You're racing for air. Yeah. When you go to Atlanta, you're racing the racetrack because that that's the you're having trouble with the you know your the grip's a problem. You go to some of these places that are just repaved. It's so smooth, so fast. You go around in a corner because there's another guy in front of you and you can't run there. Not because yeah. you know you don't have grip. It's the air. Yeah. At Atlanta. I mean, you can run up on a guy because he's so loose in the bottom. Like on turn three, you know if you get within four, you know, half a quarter of a car length of that guy in middle of three and four, he's going up the racetrack. Yes. And it's awesome. Yeah. So, love it's, it. it. It's a challenging place to spot because we do run in all four to five lanes that are there. And the runs yeah. can come from either side. And when somebody puts on new yeah. tires, they're two seconds faster. I mean, it looks like they're That's an F1 car coming at one you. One of my favorite things in in NASCAR is whenever you can pit and tires matter. Yeah. I love when tires matter. Yeah. And tires need to go back to mattering at Daytona. They need to go back to mattering everywhere. Or, I agree with hey, you. should you pitch? Should we stay out? Okay, well, the guy's coming from 10th on tires. Let's see how far he gets. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Well, man, we did a lot today. Casey, you did pretty yeah. good. Thanks. I'm kind of impressed. Still a rookie, but. We're going to video a back bend when this is over. <laughs> we are not. Yes. <laughs> Do you have anything to rant about? I feel like you've ranted a lot today. I, I just got one thing I want to say. <laughs> Of course you do. Man, Love how, yoga pants, right? How, how, how <laughs> dumb is it that we have to wear patches on our sleeve to be on the roof to spot a race? I've been doing this 20 years. I have a hard card. I have a roof pass. And now I have to wear a piece of Velcro. It's $20 million a team to fill the cup car. And we got to wear a Velcro patch. You ain't going to speak to it? You scared? I don't have anything to say about it. If you're scared, go to church. I've seen better ideas. Like, what is it approving, though, for us to wear? I, I kind of understand the crew guys. Well, my thing is, when I first saw this, when it first came out, I, I thought I would talk about it. I thought it. I thought it was supposed to be the crew members were supposed to be identifiable to fans. Though, like in the in the garage up there, they were supposed to look down and be like, "Okay, that's the crew chief. Okay, that's the shot guy. Okay, that's the spotter." They this does nothing for that, and it simply does. Honestly, it does nothing nothing for us on the roof either. The official checks you in by your car number. Whether you have a patch or not, you're getting – that's. it's worked for as long as I've been spotting, my whole spotting career. You go up there, you check in with the car you're with, you, your car's out on the racetrack. Right. Now I have to hunt down um, this patch, which is difficult for some of us because um, I have the 22 again in Xfinity this week. I also have Cindric – um, in the 60 car in Vegas. So now I have to go hunt down this 60 patch yeah. in order to spot this car and practice. Whenever I could just go, hey, uh, spotter's here. You can check me off. I got a 60. It's in Moreos. Here we go. You're clear. Yeah. Now I got to go hunt down this patch for, I mean, eh, whatever. It seems crazy. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's where it came from. You know, you look at a team like RCR. They had eight teams last year across Xfinity and Cup. Now they have five teams total across Xfinity and Cup. They laid off over 100 people. Teams like RCR went to NASCAR and said, we need to cut costs. We need to limit how many people can travel. Help us police ourselves. So NASCAR responded with this rule about, hey, this is, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to have rosters. 
and they've limited the amount of people that can be on a roster on a team. But the reality is the driver has to be in the car for the car to go on the racetrack. The spotter via the rule has to be on the roof for the car to go on the racetrack. So why do we have to be reaccounted for with a patch that I can A, lose, B, it does nothing to help me do my job. C, as you said, it doesn't make me identifiable to media or a fan. There's no value in it. Take away the patch. Yeah, there's just no sense in it, in my opinion. It's There's something else we have to keep up with. Take your paper down or Matt's going to get mad at you. It's a little low. I still see the camera. Yeah. We got all these rules on this show now. Yeah, we're going to need a patch Thanks for the show. Thanks to Natalie Mike Davis, who's in career. Did you see that tweet last night where he said, Elliot said, have fun in career. He's like, where the hell's career? Are you in Korea? <laughs> he said it's an 18-hour flight. Huh? 18-hour flight to Korea. Career. Uh, good. <laughs> I hope he has the worst flight ever. Hope Mike does. He said Dell Jr. kept saying he wants sushi. I thought that was in Japan. That's got water the whole way I thought around. they I'm did sure Mongolian barbecue in Korea. Isn't that their thing? What is Mongolian barbecue? What is that? You've never exactly? been to Ann Arbor, Michigan, that Mongolian barbecue place? No, I'm not eating it. Oh, my. <laughs> Dude, you just go in there and you pick out what you want to eat, like bell pepper and chicken and red onion, and then they put it all together and cook oh, it. Oh, you give sure it it's chicken? Well, it might be cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. Hey, they eat, they eat dogs in Korea. Did y'all see that? We talked about that last week, didn't we? Uh, I mean, I know it's a tradition. Maybe I no, I'm not. I'm with you. I'm not eating it over there. I'm not eating it over there. You know, I mean. <laughs> I went to Mexico when I was uh, 18 years old. We went in through Ensenada, San Felipe. Like, we went way south, and we had a bunch of buddies going deep sea fishing. And we sat down at a restaurant, and I ordered steak. And one of the uh, Hispanic guys that were with us, he said, Hey, Brett, how many cows have you seen since we've been down here? And I said, <laughs> Man, I hadn't seen any. And he's like, you just ordered steak. And I, he said, you're not going to get steak. I'm from here. And I'm like, damn. So I didn't eat it. Yeah, I would hope not. What do you think it was? Man, I, I didn't even cut into it. German Shepherd? Horse. Oh. <laughs> All right. I think we've ranted enough. Uh, DBC <laughs> picks for the week. Go well, ahead, loser. So let me tell you this. <laughs> TJ... Finished fourth with Logano. Sheet down. Sorry. <laughs> Gotta wash my sheet. Uh, TJ finished fourth with Logano. I wouldn't have picked anybody that beat Joy Logano. So I did the right thing there by picking Danica Patrick. And this week I'm swinging for the fence because Chevy's got a new nose. That's oh. going to help him, but I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal here. I want to pick Kyle Larson, but I'm a little bit worried about this new nose because their, their, their balance may be off. They may have too much front downforce, and he may be too loose. I'm going with the guy who just won a championship, Martin Truex. Oh, wow. You're going to sling it. You are swinging for the fence. Well, in that case, This takes I, a really long time. Yeah, yeah. Do we need the buzzer for this one, too? Yeah, we need a timer. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> one fan told me, whatever you do for the show this year, please hurry TJ up on his pick. <laughs> That's when I can you play that? Now get that Natalie Decker stuff back up. Oh yeah! Didn't we make a girl famous on here? I'll take Natalie Decker. Amy Long, Amy Long. We got her a bunch of new followers on Twitter. Remember? It's true. She's hot. This Natalie Decker does better Instagramming. She does. Who you picking? Um, you know, man, my gut's telling me McMurray. So he likes the high line. Hey, high, wide, and handsome. I'll take McMurray. Pack with it. Good, good pick. Right. 
All right. Well, I think we've talked enough today. Uh, thank you, One Main, again, for sponsoring the podcast, as well as Exalta for this awesome studio. Yes. Um, give us some feedback. Leave a, leave a review. Let us know if we're great, if we suck, you know. Casey, what do we? Yeah. Uh, what do you like to take shots of? Shots? Yeah. Oh, I don't really like shots. I'm scared to answer this one. Why? It's either like tequila or something so else. So our last co-host, Kristen, would take shots tequila. No, I can't do tequila. Well, what can you do? At some point on the show, we're taking shots. So you got to – he's too damn young. <laughs> he gets 20. a water. Yep, water shot. Have water you, shot. I, I realize that you're saying you've broken the law. Jello shots? Yeah. I maybe. like jello shots. Yes. I could deal with that. The pud- that pudding the shots? Those are good. Buttery uh, – Pudding. Pudding. Pudding shots. <laughs> yeah. Buttery nipples? What? I would like to – So those are – I here, okay. here okay. I want to know the I want to know the technique of taking the pudding shot because this may be worth a JRM three sixty. <laughs> There's enough hot girls I'm at work Natalie. here. <laughs> There's enough hot girls at work here, Natalie. That a how do you pudding take a- shot JRM three sixty sounds really intense. <laughs> yes. No, it's yes. Can we video that? <laughs> that is enticing. Natalie Decker is invited. Amy Long is invited. There's enough hot girls in this building, Shayna. Megan, Kristen, Casey, Natalie, Kelly Earnhardt. Oh, boy. You're fired. Carson ain't 21 yet, is she? <laughs> my first fired. show is going to be my last she show. Eight, she's not even 18. How do you take a jello shot? How do you take a jello shot? I'm down with these pudding shots. How do you make them? I'm, is it go to Pinterest to get a recipe or where do I go? You can go to Pinterest, but Natalie <laughs> makes them really good, too. They're like yes. the cookies and cream one. <laughs> Did you? Matt I, Dillner's going to take these GoPro cameras. <laughs> So you've had those shots before. We're gonna get the mood yes. lighting right. How do you take one of them shots? Do you simply just do you just? Um, you have to like you can't. Can you pretend you're doing it? I'm scared. I'm scared <laughs> to like do any sort of visual because of this. Why? Like... Yeah. So how do you do it? You have to like <laughs> use your. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Use your finger, and then usually you end up having to lick it off your finger. That's it. So you don't put the cup up to your mouth? I mean, you can do that, too. Okay. This has been a wonderful ending <laughs> to our second yeah. show of the year. <laughs> Casey, we're going to let you come back because you just – Yeah. You, this is uh, – You're flexible. You like pudding. I don't know if I want to come back after that. I know. That. <laughs> it, we, you had to get put on the spot at least once to be, you know – Oh, man. <laughs> like, this is like hazing or something. Thanks, everybody, for yeah. listening. Yeah, thanks, we, guys. We will tweet Casey's handle out later. Yep. TJ, I think I'll Natalie already did Hot it. Atlanta. Yeah. We I'll got see more you followers on. than Natalie has. Though. I'll see you on the gram. <laughs> <laughs> see you on the gram. I'll see you on the Instagram. Is that what it's called? Like the the gram. Yeah. The gram. yeah. That's, how the, that's what the kids are calling it. The gram. The gram. I don't think we've ever called it that. IG. <laughs> IG. Are you an IG? <laughs> I'm leaving. All right. Thanks, guys. See y'all next week. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 